1380 KCIM Sports presents KCIM Sports Rewind. A look back at the week in high school sports. Brought to you by St. Anthony Rehab Services. Here's sports director Jeff Blankman, John Ryan, and Jeff Honnell. All right, let's talk a little sports here this morning on KCIM. I'm not sure what that uh, that hand signal was to me. That, that means that I can't hear anything. Oh, you can't? Can you hear it now? <laughs> no. Can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? This whole show's going to be half an hour. Can you hear me now? Yes. Can you hear me now? Check. Mike, 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 you, check. You might have to talk to Honnold by yourself because I can't hear a thing. I'm out. Okay. I'm done. <laughs> I, I'm not doing that. They do not pay me enough to talk to Honnold for a full half hour. Hey, that, why do you think I'm telling you I can't hear? <laughs> <laughs> this is true. Well played. Well played. It is KCIM Sports Rewind. It is brought to you by St. Anthony Sports Rehab Performance uh, Purport Program. Any athlete who demands power, strength, can benefit from the eight-week workout program. Just give them a call at 794-5241. Be your best preseason, in-season, off-season, or, as Jeff and I are, no season. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, we exercise for us is like you know one of those words we don't want to use. It's punishment. It is. It, it really yes. is. So, yes. uh, what a better host for a, for a sports program than, than us? Then at this point, <laughs> let's talk. Bring in Jeff Hanna. Let's talk about the Carroll Merchants. Boy, they've run into some rough weather lately. Uh, Jeff, you, I think you were there at the game on Sunday. You, luckily, you got to broadcast the first game because guess what? There was no second game. No, and it was tough getting equipment out without getting it wet. And uh, thanks to my lovely bride Lisa, she sat next to me and. Uh, Kept the uh, kept the stream going for us, but we got that first game in, and uh, boy, then the monsoon came in, and uh, they held out for about five minutes, and then called it off. Said there's no way. So, um, you know, fun fun night at the ballpark. Uh, in the first inning, we had 520 some people, so I'm assuming we got up to that 550 600 range. So another great crowd for a merchant team. Yeah, and I, th- I think had the forecast been a little better, it might have, have gone up a little more than that, even honestly, through the game. But weather's been an issue through the first. I mean, you and Jeff did the first game, uh, and monsoon-type conditions in that one, too. I'm thinking it's you, Honnold. Well, it's very possible. There's been a lot of people blaming me for a lot of stuff. Just pile that on to the other list of things. But, you know, it was really strange that night. We had some pop-ups, and Jeff was back in the studio kind of get, keep me updated. But uh, it actually, the, the street was wet by the pool, but we were dry. Um, and then there was some uh, pop-ups. We had a little bit of sprinkle, and then it started popping up over by Glidden, kind of past us. I was getting alerts on my phone. So it was all around us. We had kind of a shield enough to get that game in. And, uh, you know, you look at the way they've been playing this year. What a, what a nice team, a fun team to watch. Uh, they've been getting pretty good pitching. Uh, up until the last couple of games, they were getting really timely hitting and good, good hitting and really gritty. They're hanging in there. Even in that five-and-a-half-hour game, you know, they hung in there and, and won that. If we're going to be there, we just won't win it. So, um, really good team, fun team to watch. If you haven't been out there, it's really fun to do it. Yeah, I was going to say, let's talk about the performance on the field a little bit. Jeff, uh, your, your reactions, I know you did the opening game of the season. Uh, really good pitching performance yes. that night, and that's been kind of one of the themes of this team. Yeah, I've been really impressed with what I've seen from Ryan Real. I pulled up the uh, the uh, video uh, feed on Sunday while I was here uh, monitoring the game that uh, Honnold called, and, and, and he went out and pitched well again. And, you know, I, Jeff, to me, the pitching's kind of been their strong point here to start the season. Agree. They're they're around the plate all the time um, and doing a really good job there and really keeping them in games. Um, you know there hasn't been that blowout. Eight four is still pretty close. You don't know. They've been using a lot of arms. They've been playing a lot of games lately, so you don't know uh, what's got used up or what have you. And, and coach is trying to look forward too. I mean we've got uh, a game tomorrow 
at home. They got they had one yesterday, one today, and then they turn around and have uh, have games coming up. So you really have to kind of uh, use those arms sparingly. Have you had a chance to chat with the coach Jeff uh, about uh, their their reaction to how the season has gone so far? I have. There, uh, he's he's a funny guy. He's got that southern draw, so we got you got to kind of get used to that. He's laid back, but really nice guy, and uh, he's very happy. He was very happy going into that doubleheader. Um, really thought he had they had a chance to uh, to sweep that, um, and really they they pitched well enough to do it. They just couldn't get couldn't get the bats going. A lot of offers in that game. And it sounded like maybe last night the same type of thing. And it's it's not that they're not hitting it well. They they just weren't getting any breaks. They were hitting really hard balls, but they were going right at somebody. Or uh, what normally would be maybe a, a bad hop took a perfect hop to a guy. So um, they, this is a fun team to watch hit as well. They're they're really good. They have a good approach. Now, it did change a little bit. I thought the first two games they did a really good job of fouling off pitches to keep themselves alive. Um, a lot more of trying to to take bigger swings uh, with two strikes on, I thought, in the last game that I saw. So maybe a little approach change there, but uh, we still got another coach coming. Uh, they're still in the Super Regional, it looks like. So we're going to have another one here one of these days, but uh, I think he's doing a great job so far. Jeff, I don't know if you've talked about this yet or not, but the one thing that kind of stands out a little bit for me, too, is just how competitive this team is. They tend to fall down early in every game, uh, but they're never out of a game. I heard you talk about that a little bit the other day on Sunday when they got beat 3-2. You look at uh, how they battled back last night, even though they fell 8-4. Doesn't matter what the score is, this this team just never quits. Yeah, I like to call them gritty. Uh, they just stay in it. Uh, and you're right there, Jeff. They they don't panic. They stay in it. You know, five-and-a-half-hour game, and they're still trying to figure out a way to win it. And they had plenty of opportunities coming up a couple times just to kind of mail it in and uh, really went after that win. You know, 16-15, you're working to get that win. And I thought the other night, again, 3-2, but they you know they were, they were trying to threaten there in the ninth. So they don't quit. Uh, seems like a really nice group of guys. Uh, it looks like they've come together pretty well. Haven't spent a lot of time around the pitchers yet. Haven't spent a lot of time down with them. Been trying to make sure the streams and stuff are working. But um, really pleasant young guys when I've been down there and when they come up. And just with the, the schedule, we haven't had any interviews yet. So hopefully we'll get some interviews and, and get some things going so we get to meet the guys even more. Yeah, I tell you what, the one thing that's been impressed him so far is just the level of play throughout the whole league, and both of you guys maybe can address this. I watched the first game uh, when you guys called that one. I was extremely impressed at just the level of skill. Yeah, I, I would have to say that, especially on the defensive side of things, we're, we're seeing defensive plays that maybe we hadn't seen in years past. Uh, you, you talk about that first game that I helped broadcast, and you know, you have guys that maybe had practiced together for maybe you know, 10, 15 minutes, and they're turning flawless double plays on not routine double plays. Mm -hmm. Um, So that tells you about the level of of player that they're bringing in now in the Mink League. Yeah, Jeff, your reaction once again to just the the skill level that you're seeing on the field so far. Yeah, I like the fact that I think maybe fundamentally we might be the best team I've seen. Uh, You know, we don't make make a lot of dumb errors. Uh, The errors we make are typically being aggressive, uh, which is okay, but I, I really like I, they're really aggressive on the base paths. They're aggressive trying to throw runners out. Um, actually cost them a game. Uh, we had a couple of errors on, on an overthrow. But, you know, again, ag- aggressively playing and, and really fundamental good baseball and high level of skill. They're, they're making some really neat plays. Even, 
even diving to save a ball in the infield, which would typically get out, uh, maybe not get the get the throw, but make it competitive over there. So you're right, guys. It's been it's been a lot of fun watching these guys, and I, I think we're going to see a lot more. And that was the biggest concern. Uh, there were two concerns when the season started for the committee. One was, would the people come back out? Well, we've seen that. I mean, the people around here just love the baseball, and it's fun to see them. And then, how competitive will the team be? And and you know, new coaches from down south, and we don't know anybody. And, and boy, they they put together a nice a nice roster, and things are going well. I'll tell you one of the things: Have you had a chance to talk with any of the players about uh, Merchants Park and the facilities, and 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 their reception from the public so far? They were extremely impressed with game one of how many people showed out and how loud the crowd was. The cowbells, the whole nine yards. It, that was a, a kind of a big shock to them. And then uh, secondly, they they love the park. Uh, they, they just, you know, some of these guys, this is the best thing they've ever seen. It sounds like uh, uh, Jefferson City has one very similar to this, but um, no, he, they are really impressed. They love the crowd. I mean, you, you look at uh, a weekday crowd, and we had 400, four to five, 400 and some people there. So, you know, that that's impressive to them. Then you turn around with some fives. So I would expect uh, some pretty good crowds coming here in the next few days. And, uh, you know, they, they just enjoy it. You can tell it on their face. They enjoy playing for Carroll. Uh, they're proud of wearing uh, the merchants and the Carroll name and, and represent it well. Well, I'll tell you what, got another game coming up here on Wednesday night. It'll be with uh, against Des Moines Peak, once again, a team they're pretty familiar with through the early parts of the season. Game time is 635. Tickets just 5 bucks. We want to remind everybody, 12 and under, admitted for free. So, again, Wednesday night's your next chance. It's all sponsored by Westside Savings Bank. So, uh, Jeff, we've had you on for 10 minutes. I think we've reached our limit, haven't we, Hunt? Our jump blankman? I, I, I would say, yeah. I'm, I'm, we probably reached out. Yeah, I'm about, I'm, about, <laughs> I'm about rewind out. That's about all I can hear. i got to use myself back into this here. After my vacation, so all right, all right. So we're we're gonna cut you loose, figuratively, not not literally, figuratively. Okay. Oh, you didn't fire me. I'm trying to get fired. I I don't know what it's gonna take, but well, well, we'll see. We'll see how the rest of the week goes. <laughs> All right, thanks, Jeff, so much, and we appreciate the uh, call. And we're listen, looking forward to uh, hearing you on the call on Wednesday night. Look forward to being back in there one of these days. All right. Jeff Honnold once again on the phone with us here this morning on KCIM Sports Rewind. So uh, that part of the process is over with. Now let's move on. we got yes. better guests to get to here, right? Yes, much better. <laughs> yeah. I'll, Jeff, I'll let you introduce them. We, we have actual talent in the studio here today. <laughs> <laughs> We're not used to that, girls. I'm yes. going to tell you that right now. Yes. Well, right, sitting here right to my right, and I know nobody besides John and I can see it, but we've got uh, Jaden Kirsch, who is the uh, longtime goalie for the Carroll Tiger girls soccer team. And uh, to her right is Emerson Walsh, who is a, an outstanding offensive player uh, for the Tigers in her four-year career. Both of them wrapping up uh, careers where they broke records. Uh, Jaden Kirsch, of course, uh, sets the new school record for career saves with 786. And Emerson this year uh, broke some records as well. Career goals with 21, career assist with eight goals in a season. That was set in the 2021 season with a nine, and assist in a season uh, set in 2021 as well with five. So uh, two of the, the the best players to ever don a uh, Carroll Girls soccer uniform joining us here in the studios today. How does that introduction feel, guys? <laughs> <laughs> Feels good. I didn't even know I broke I'm going to have to head <laughs> ass move up a little bit. So you weren't even aware you broke any records? Well, we had our awards night the other night, and I 
became aware then that I had broken the career records. I had I had a feeling I had broken the season one last last year, my junior year, and I thought I might have broken the assist one, but I didn't know I broke all of those. <laughs> <laughs> Was that even in your mind to, about those records at all? Do you even think about that? I when mean, you're you do playing? think about it, like after the fact. You're like, oh well, maybe uh, they all add up, you know, but. It's more so just like doing it in the moment. Emerson, let's talk with you first about that. Uh, where did you get your offensive skills from? Um, where did you kind of hone those as a kid? So when I was younger, I started out actually in goalie. It's funny. <laughs> <laughs> I, I spent probably a year in the goal. I, I went to a Drake soccer camp, and I did the goalie portion, and then I was like, this isn't fun for me. <laughs> uh, I thought it was scary. I was scared of the ball. So I thought maybe I'll just do something else. I feel like I played midfield for a little bit, but – I just thought I got the most fun out of, like, scoring. I just thought that was the most, like, exhilarating part. Is that what a chance for you to get out and use your athleticism up and down the field? And Yeah. Yeah. Talk about that because speed is so important uh, for somebody that played in your position, and, and you got that quickness and that speed to be able to beat the defense down the field. So talk about how you tried to use your speed to your advantage. So um, our team – isn't like as skilled as passing as some of the other teams we had played just because we were like raised with like different kind of programs we were able to play through so some of the times our technique would be to just kick the ball up and see if I could beat their defenders so I kind of did have to be like try to be faster than them and try to find ways to like cut through or see a way through that I would be able to get the ball before them or like beat them down the field what was the preparation for your season like i mean was this your season and soccer your sport that you focused in on yeah soccer is the only sport i did all of high school i mean i did cross country but that even too was preparation for soccer to try to get me in shape for soccer i mean i would just all year i would just like work out and do like workouts specifically for soccer and i mean it was the only thing i like worked for how much? I mean, how much help did you get in that area? I mean, is it is it easy to find that kind of help, that specialized help that you wanted to go with? I mean, I would just like talk to our assistant coach, and I just ask him like, what are some workouts I can do that are like beneficial to me? And he would give me things that I could do. I would do them with like my friend Mary, who's a defender on the team, and we would just do those like every day. Let's talk a little bit about the offensive side for you then. Um, do you have any goals that you remember that you know that were special to you and stuff, or what was maybe your favorite way to be able to score or favorite shot to be able to try and take? My favorite, I think, kind of shots were probably far out ones or ones that I got a breakaway. But I also loved shots where it was like I got an assist from one of my teammates because the like feeling afterwards of like knowing we had both done it and it wasn't just like one of us or something that was really great but it was also fun to just like do it on my own too talk about your growth of your whole career over the time span you spent playing for carroll high uh what was it like i mean you could tell each and every year you're gaining more confidence mm -hmm. yeah i look back on my freshman year and i can tell that i had improved a lot um we i had done like camps and stuff throughout the years obviously i played on an aim soccer league this fall and we went to like st louis and Kansas City and places like that so I think playing on those kind of teams helped me a lot improve and I mean obviously I had scored more goals like junior year and maybe even this past year than I did my freshman year and I didn't have a season sophomore year but I think that can like speak for itself that I did improve. Emerson, let's talk about that. Missed the sophomore year because of COVID. Then your guys' junior year, you make a great run uh, in the postseason. How much did that, if it at all, made up for not being able to have a sophomore year? 
I mean, it didn't really make up for it. It was a bummer. It was the only, like, season that didn't get a sport, obviously. So, it, I mean, it wasn't great. But I think it just pushed a lot of us to train even harder and come back better than we did, ever had junior year. And I think we did that. I think we had a great season junior year. Talk about level of competition in the Raccoon River and, and what you guys played. Uh, you, it was a pretty impressive level that you guys had to play at. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone that we play is um, – a high level of like skill they all are from around big areas where they have bigger opportunities than we do so it's tough but i mean there's not much we can do about it so we just try to keep our heads up and try to keep up with them i was going to say actually the moines area yeah. i mean they have camps yeah. and, and facilities yeah. specifically that they can use year round that's got to be tough to keep up with yeah i mean there's like uh, Rush in Des Moines, which they play from when they can kick a ball, and that's really competitive. There's the Ames League for like teams like Gilbert and uh, Ballard and stuff. So I mean, and there's for us there's Rec League. So yeah, I mean it's it's pretty hard, but we just try to go at it with like a smile on our face and keep up as much as we can. You mentioned you've played with some travel teams. So did you play with any of the girls that you played against in high school from those areas? Yeah, I did. So this fall. I played on the Ames League, and there was girls from Ballard, Gilbert, and there was, like, Ames girls, obviously. And then I saw them again when we played Ballard and Gilbert, and it was nice. I had been friends with them, but, yeah, they were all really good. And then we played a indoor league, too, and I was on a team with all of them. So, yeah, we saw them again when we played them. Well, let's go ahead, Jeff. I was just going to say, did, did you try to use any of the knowledge you learned from playing with them against them? Uh, maybe tease them a little bit, kind of <laughs> smack talk them a little bit while you were playing against them? Yeah, we would we would talk a little bit. But I knew <laughs> I knew this year then, like as opposed to last year, like how they kind of played and like which of them would like do certain things or how they played, yeah. So ASU is where you're bound for. Arizona yeah. State University, uh, tell us about your future. What's going to be in store in the next couple of months? Uh, in the middle of August, I'll be heading down to Arizona with my sister, and I'll be majoring in business communications. All right. so, uh, lifelong soccer fan, how, how closely do you follow soccer outside of just playing it? Um, I try to watch as much as I can, like, the European teams, I think it's really fun to watch those. I, um, yeah, I don't, I don't have like a favorite or anything. I just like to watch it. Me and my mom watch it sometimes, and yeah, we'll watch like the other games. Like we watch the state game for the girls, and yeah. Yeah, and so no, but you didn't really have a big soccer idol that you was like, I, I want to emulate after this person. I mean, I had like favorites. Oh, I went to a camp with Mia Hamm. She yeah. was a big soccer yep. legend yeah. in, in yeah. U.S. women's soccer. Yeah. yeah, I went to a camp that she had coached. Uh, yeah. That's pretty cool to, yeah, be, able to, to be able to meet a, a legend yeah. like that. Yes, yeah, if not the greatest soccer women's soccer player, probably mm-hmm. certainly one of them, if not the greatest of all time. Yeah, so. she was kind of on the forefront of everything before yes. the, the team that came out that won all the World Cups and stuff. Yes, yeah. so let's bring Jaden Kirsch now in here. She's been kind of quietly sitting here, patient, which I don't think bothers you. You're, you're, you, know, you don't mind being quiet, but as a goalie, you can't be quiet. You're always having to kind of communicate with your defense. So talk about that. Talk about what it's like to be the goalie and, and the communication you needed to be as successful as what you were yeah for sure so the whole season we were working on communication just um, working on from me to the defense and the defense to the midfield and then the midfield to the offense that was our big thing this year just working that way just to get the ball of the field 
Uh, yeah, Emerson brought this up earlier. She didn't want to be the goalkeeper because, man, they're firing <laughs> at you back there. I mean, what's it like to be able to just have to stand there, hold your ground uh, while, while the shots are coming at you? Yeah, it can be a lot, especially when we play these Des Moines teams who can shoot from 20, 30 yards out and just have good, like, accuracy and aiming. It's insane. Is it harder to stop those long-distance shots or the rebound sometimes when you got the cluster of everybody kind of right in front of you and you're trying to grab the ball and you got everybody's feet trying to kick it? Um, okay, so when they're really close and it's like just ricocheting all over the place, that's the ones that like get your heart pumping and it's kind of exciting. <laughs> but I would way rather have them shoot it from long distance just because it's, I don't know, it like takes more time to get there. Mm-hmm. And it just feels a lot better when you can just catch it clean. You know, you talked about communication. That's interesting. Is, is, the, is the goalie kind of like the, the catcher? You kind of get control and bark out the instructions to, to your defenders out in front of you. I mean, are you controlling things out there? I mean, yeah, for sure. They always say, like, goalies are the ones that can see the whole field. So it's our responsibility to, like, tell people, like, where, like, their shooters are at and which way they're going to go, stuff like that. So, yeah, we definitely worked really well on that towards the end of the season. 786 career saves for you. Um, So you were fairly busy back there in the goal. Where did you feel like you grew as a goalie as your career went on with Carroll High? Probably one-on-ones for sure. Um, Looking back at my freshman year, I don't know. I felt like I just stood back more. I mean, it didn't necessarily not work, but um, the big thing was working on -on one-on-ones, coming out of the box, going to the ball rather than waiting for it to come to me. So we talked to Emerson about what she did in the offseason to get ready for it. What kind of drills and things did you go through? I mean, and, and how athletic you need to be to be a goalie? Yeah, so right now I'm doing all kinds of things, even if it's just like ball handling, which isn't like a lot towards goalkeeping, but it helps in every way. Um, I also, like she mentioned, our assistant coach, he's been awesome. He uh, is there giving us drills. He's there to work with us. Anything we need, he is there to help us. Well, we better give him credit. I mean, we mentioned him. We talked about him a couple times. Who is your assistant coach? Um, Our assistant coach for the season was Nathan Cotts. Um, He's really great. He knows what he's talking about. So, yeah. So for you, um, you're heading off to college. Where did the love of soccer develop for you, and how old were you when you kind of started to play and go, you know, this is something I really enjoy? Yeah, so I've been playing probably with Emerson since we were like four years old. And I actually started the opposite. I started on offense, and I loved it. (laughs) And then not much later, we were playing rec league. My mom was the coach, and nobody wanted to play goalie. So she stuck me in, and (laughs) from there it took off. So then I went and did traveling, did goalie camps, played on traveling teams, and yeah, I just found what I like to do. So how long did that transition take from you to not liking it to liking it, or...? Wanting to play offense rather than playing than playing goalie. Well, it wasn't that I like didn't dislike or like really like either one. It was just like I had to do the goalie thing, <laughs> <laughs> and then the more I did it, the, like I realized I was actually kind of decent at it. And then we joined our Carroll United traveling team, and yeah, that was just where it took off. How, how quickly did you pick up the instincts? Because as a goalie, you've got to be able to read. You can't always just wait for the ball to be kicked, you know, to be able to react. You kind of got to anticipate. When did you realize that you had those abilities? Yeah, it came natural right away. Um, I used to play softball, and I was a catcher, and it's very similar. So, I don't know. It kind of took off right away. 
Uh, talk about the facility you guys get to play in here. I mean, it's got to be great to play on that kind of facility. I mean, not many, not many high school pro soccer programs probably get that that turf field out there. Yeah, I think we definitely dread going to away games where we know we'll have to play on grass. Um, <laughs> we do really like our stadium. It's a great environment, great people. It's just overall a great place to play. You mentioned that. I remember talking to Emerson. I did an interview with her after you guys played up at ESAC this year, and that was a grass field. And she talked about it took almost the entire kind of first half to get adjusted to the grass. For a goalie, the bounce is different on turf than it is grass. How do you adjust to that? Yeah, it definitely – turf is a lot faster. It makes it almost a lot harder on me, but then I know it's going to bounce clean and it's not going to go side to side. Um, the thing with turf is when it rains, grass too, I guess, but it definitely skips a lot faster. What are some of the drills you have to go through? Cause, I mean, you got to be your lateral movement is more important than just about anything, I would think, as a goalie. And you know, they always talk about you can touch it with your hands, but yeah, your first steps are your feet. I mean, if you don't if you don't make that transition with your feet, you're not getting there. Yeah, for sure. And it's just like if it's going over your head, you have to make sure you drop first before you go out. Otherwise, there's no way you're going to make the save. Headed up to Iowa Central now, uh, going to play some goalie there. What are some of the things they're having you work on this summer to get prepared for up there? Uh, running especially, um, <laughs> getting in shape. I'm doing ball handling, lifting, core work. It's a little bit of everything. Yeah, you've got to be an all-around athlete. Uh, to do this, and I think a lot of people would agree, and you guys would most definitely agree. Soccer players are some of the best athletes out there. I yeah. Mean, period. End of story. Yeah, absolutely. The the way they're able to, you know, move and, and handle the ball, I've always been impressed with, you know, their ability to, you know, the headers. I I know there's no way I'd be able to do a header. I, I'd miss and probably, you know, injured my neck or you something. You do more headers yes. in volleyball than you do anything else. Yes. You get hit uh, by the ball. Yes, yeah. and that's not because I'm <laughs> trying to, but you know, yeah. Talk about the athleticism that you need to be able to play soccer. Yeah, it's a lot. I mean, you look at other teams, they're like, even our team, we started getting there with our foot control, our ball handling. It's just knowing where other people are, making sure you have good touches on the ball. And I don't know, it is all around being an athlete. Yeah. Talk about the program overall as we, as we kind of wind down the program here. Uh, what's the future of Carroll High look like? What do you think? I mean, some of the younger kids coming up, a lot of promise there? Um, yeah, I mean, especially if you look back from our freshman year, um, every season since we've been getting a little bit better. So I have high hopes for next season. They're going to have to do some shuffling around different positions, trying out new things, but I think they'll be all right. What do you think, Emerson, about next year's team and, and what the future of Carroll High Soccer looks like? Um, I think it, it looks promising. I think we've got a lot of younger players who have a lot of skill. Uh, I think they'll need to – I mean, this year there was, like, senior leaders in almost every position. Like, obviously our goalie, we had a senior on center defense, then a midfield, and then an offense. So I think it'll take some, like, reconfiguring, but I think they'll get it figured out. Uh, I, one last thing I want to – and I don't want to ask – I'm just want to ask your opinion on this. Uh, the State Athletic Association was talking about the, the fans at the state tournament. And, Jeff, you weren't even there. But No, I wasn't. And, and it's but, tough to comment on. But, I mean, you guys didn't run into anything like that because we're talking about how poorly some of the fans were. You guys didn't run into that, did you? Anywhere along the line? Um, <laughs> not really. I no. mean, every once in a while you get something here or there. Yeah. Um, There's some rowdy fans, yeah. that's for sure. They're always... I mean, it's more so just like yelling. Like a lot of yelling. I mean... Soccer kind of brings that out, yeah. I think, in a lot of folks. I mean, well, they emulate some of the foreign, you know, the, some of yeah. the European stuff. Hopefully, we don't start getting yeah. the riots that they have yeah. in the foreign countries. Exactly. Yeah. But uh, anyway, guys, congratulations. Now, uh, Jaden, you're off to Iowa Central to play soccer. Continue, right? Yep. When do, when does your next season begin? 
So I'll move in July 30th and then start right away August 1st. Right away. There's not a lot of break probably for soccer nope. and, and once you hit the college level. Right. All right. So, well, congratulations both you guys on setting records this past season and for your career and stuff and wish you all the best of luck coming up. Congrats, Thank girls. Thank All right. Once again, Jaden Kirsch and Emerson Walsh joining us here this morning on KCIM Sports Rewind. As the athletes at your house prepare for hard work and fun of the season, remember that St. Anthony Rehab Services provides physical therapy for any sports injury that may sideline your member of the team. Sports injuries can plague kids of all ages and keep them from playing the sport they love. Athletes will be under the direct supervision of a certified and licensed healthcare professional in the newly renovated sports performance facility. If an injury is keeping your athlete out of the game, call St. Anthony Rehabilitation Services at 794-5000 for sports injury and treatment rehab. KCIM Sports Rewind, of course, brought to you by St. Anthony Rehab Services. Well, uh, also helped bring it to you is Carol Lumber. They've got lots of things going on right now. Carol Lumber, of course, is your location with lots of different area outlets. They've got Carol. They've got Wall Lake, Lakeview, and Odebolt. Anything construction-wise that you need. Carpeting they have. Windows they can provide you with. Anything and everything. They're your local experts that will help with all those do-it-yourself projects. So make sure you look to the great folks, the friendly advice, and uh, of course, expert advice you get with Carol Lumber. Locations in Carol, Wall Lake, Lakeview, and Odebolt. So, final couple minutes here of the program. Any news and notes that we need to uh, catch yeah, up on? One just coming in here from Mike Power, the AD up at uh, Kemper. Um, so breaking after, news, you're saying? Yes. Um, they've moved the start of their first varsity game today till 3.30, uh, and then the second game will follow. So um, <laughs> I can hear you're playing something, it's, but I can't hear what it it's is. It's the dramatic music. Okay. I, was, I thought I'd be bring a little drama to the show. Yes. You know? Just got to figure out what we're going to do. We were scheduled to broadcast the game at 5.30, the first mm -hmm. game, but now with the first game at 3.30, I don't know. Uh, we might have to call the second game of the doubleheader yeah. rather than the, the first game of the doubleheader, but I think there's some concern of maybe some rain moving into the area coming up later on this evening. But, uh, yeah, Kemper Baseball hosting St. Albert tonight. Um, varsity first game comes up at 3.30. Softball also has a varsity doubleheader. They're going to start the first game there out at the Little League Complex at 4.15. All right. So, yeah, that was uh, some of the results of some of the postponements and cancellations yesterday. Hopefully no severe weather going on tonight. There is the possibility. I was going to say, that's. I think that's the reason why, because it was supposed to be a doubleheader beginning at 5.30. So I think they moved yeah. it up uh, because of the potential for weather tonight. The rest of the schedule tonight in baseball has Audubon at ICAM Manning, Glidden Ralston hosting Woodbine. Big one at the Rolling Valley Conference. Coon Rabbits Baird, Caminita, first place on the line in the conference. Two ranked teams going to be squaring off. And then Carroll's over at Boone Varsity first tonight at 5 o'clock. In softball, I head up to Lytton tonight. Carroll and South Central Calhoun will score off there. I'll have that for everybody on kick 106.7. About 7 o'clock, 7.30 the start time there. Kemper hosting again St. Albert Varsity doubleheader. Audubon and ICAM Manning. Glitton Ralston entertaining Woodbine and Coon Rapids Baird at Caminita. And we mentioned the Merchants have a game Wednesday. They're actually in action again tonight. They're back out in Sedalia tonight uh, for the second game of what would be, I guess, a doubleheader, a two-night mm -hmm. doubleheader out in Sedalia. So they're all back right. in action. All right. So, uh, again, check on the website. You can get all that stuff. What is that address? And where can people find extended coverage of, of all the things you do once the gamers are, are, are over? Yeah, go to sports.1380kcim.com. Um, you can pull up the Brinks Exterior Sports Report for the complete recaps of all of the games, so the stories and the stats for every single sporting event from the night before uh, and stuff. You can also find the video interviews and stuff and all of the results 
on the Curb Broadcasting Sports Network Facebook uh, and Instagram and Twitter pages as well. All right. And uh, don't forget, in the local sports scene, we got Part T registration going on. So if you want to get in on our fun golf outing, that is July 29th, 8 30. Uh, well, actually, uh, the uh, shotgun start time is at noon. Carroll Country Club, we hope to join you for that. That is KCIM Sports Rewind for this week.